Before we start the show today, just want to give a really quick shout out to our guest, Ethan Carney. He was just a fantastic guy to have on, really enjoyed the interview. So shout out to you, Ethan. You guys can follow him at Ethan J. Carney on Instagram. We've also had special guests on Cameron Irvin and Kane Turner, two great guys, football players. Uh, you guys can check out those podcasts on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, wherever you find the podcast, you can listen to those. And the passion for these Wednesday shows still stays the same. My goal is to have athletes, coaches, athletic directors, whoever on and be able to talk to them about their story and get get to find out a little bit about them, get to find out their passions and things like that because it really does have the potential to inspire the next generation of athletes and even inspire just us regular folks who aren't athletes. But yeah, so just wanted to leave you guys on that note. And I guess with all that said, let's get this thing rolling. I'm going to enjoy it very, very much. Welcome back to another Wednesday show. Today I am joined by Ethan Carney, an Arkansas track runner. Ethan, welcome to the show. Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, let's, let, let's, let's start off with something that I think is near and dear to you. Talk about like where you grew up. Tell me, tell me how, how it was, because it's not, it's not the normal... I would say young American kid experience. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, you know, starting out, it kind of was that normal. So I, I grew up here in Springdale, went to Harbor High School, um, you know, later in life, but grew up here all the way till I was about 12 years old. Um, you know, pretty normal life. All the sports you can think of, I played. Um, but when I turned 12, my family and I moved to Malawi, Africa, 9,000 miles away. Lived there for two years, directed an orphanage. Um, you know, kind of just lived life over there, experienced whole new side of life you know i think it would be great if anybody everybody can experience that you know i think it could change your life um but yeah i did that for two years moved back started running and now i'm here so um so i, I did a little research about malawi i'm not gonna lie um did you ever yeah. visit lake malawi i did okay beautiful place so it, it is as beautiful as they it say it is it is yeah um did you I, I don't really know what goes on in lake malawi so is it is it like like just like beaver lake pretty much but not like the boats and everything i guess it is yeah you know there's not really big motor boats you know the nice boats you got out there it's it's pretty chill you know you got the big um not like a yacht it's kind of like an older yacht i guess you could say but then you know you got all the normal wooden boats you got the the canoes you know that everybody has and um, it's actually called the the calendar lake because it's 365 miles long, 52 miles wide. So that's kind of cool about wow, it. But that's awesome. It's all the fish that you see in Walmart. You know, all the places they come from Lake Maui. So that, that's pretty cool place. That's, that's a new fact. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you also, uh, like why? I, I'm just curious. Why were you there? What What was the I, sometimes family move for reasons. So what was your family's reasoning for moving all the way to Malawi? Yeah, so our reason was um, there was an orphanage we went over there to direct in a small town called Ncheyu, um, about three miles from the three not three miles sorry about three hours from the capital. Um, so you know whenever we had to go get groceries, I had to drive three hours. Um, That's always every fun. week, every other week, whatever it was. Yeah, um, but yeah, we went over there to direct that orphanage. Did that for two years, and then right before we moved back, we um, started. Second Milk, which is a nonprofit based in Maui. So. so talk to me a little bit about Second Milk. My dad just went to it, so I'm super curious yeah, about it. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to really catch up with him about it. So what does Second Milk do, and what are kind of the opportunities it provides? Yeah, so Second Milk, um, you know, the basics of it is we provide formula and nutrition for babies in um, sub-Saharan Africa, um, and 
you know, once they reach a certain age, we send them to private Christian schools. We um, kind of just trying to build a new generation in Malawi, you know, from when they're born, when they're the most vulnerable, you know, babies don't have a, a word, so they're, they can't say what they need, you know. Every every baby needs formula, every baby needs nutrition, especially over there, you know, you might see a baby that's two pounds, you know, normally a, a baby here, pretty healthy is like six, seven plus, over there two pounds is pretty common, so that's definitely what we're trying to help, um, you know, babies survive. So. Okay, also the native language there, help me out, is it... <laughs> Chikachewa? Chichewa. Chichewa. Okay, well, yeah. I totally messed that one up. But they also speak English pretty yes. well there. Yeah, that's, like, that's it's pretty language. common. Yes. Okay. So it wasn't that big of a transition necessarily. It definitely wasn't. Um, in the capital, you know, most people would speak English. When yeah. you're out in the rural village where the orphanage was and, and where we work with Second like Milk, that's almost little English. You know, we have to have translators and, and people that can speak to the, the village people. So. Okay. So now we're let's let's get back. We're in ninth grade. That's when you were back here, correct? Yes. So yes. you moved back here in ninth grade. You went to Harbor yes. up in Springdale. What was the transition back to? I, I know it was only two years, but still, it was it was a transition. Definitely. What was that transition back to? Like high school track, I guess. And did you play a little bit of football that year too? I did. Yeah. I, you know, it was only two years, but I would say you know, for any you know teenage guy or girl. Seventh and eighth grade is pretty crucial, you yeah. know, developing social skills, all the things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming back was definitely tough. You know, I had to find new friends, find new, not new sports, but, you know, new things to do, I guess, coming back. Um, and so, yeah, you know, big family, got five siblings. So my parents kind of decided, hey, we can only play two sports, you know, kind of got to keep the time, you know, for everybody to do things. So I chose football and basketball, did those, loved football. I still do, wish I played it, but um once cross country came around, um, my football coach thought I should join the team. And so I would, you know, after practice, we do victory laps around the football field. I'd not smoke everybody, but I'd beat them. Um, and he kind of said I should run cross country. So I did that for the year and did pretty good and quit all those sports and started that. So, so you transitioned from football to cross country, pretty young age. Mm-hmm. And why did you just fall in love with it? I did. You know, I, I liked football. Um, you know, with the sport, when you come back in ninth grade, you got all your starters, you know, all the guys playing. So I didn't play too much. Um, I still loved it, still do. But, um, you know, in cross country, it's all, it's an individual race. You know, you're, you get the team points as a team, but it's really on you and how you run. Yeah. So that was what I really liked about it. It was, it was on me. And if, if I did good, I did good. If I did bad, it was on me. So Something I respect a lot about um, just track and runners in general is it's so mental. It There's is. so many, like, especially long distance. Like, you get Definitely. into, like, a mental battle of – uh, just toughness. Mm-hmm. Uh, speak a little bit onto just like where did you find your strength when like when you're running a race and you're like, dang, like I have I have no gas left in the tank, but I got to get to that finish line. Like where do you find just the little thing to push through? Is it like some words of wisdom, maybe a coach's voice that you've always heard in the back of your head? Mm-hmm. Is it is it anything like that? You know, the biggest thing would be not necessarily telling myself that I could do it. Um, it it was you know hearing my coaches on on the side you know, of the track yelling, um, you know, Hey, you got this and just putting the memories in my mind, like, Hey, you've put, you've put in the work, you know, you, you've done everything before now it's just com- committing and, mm-hmm. and executing right now. So that's definitely what it was. Okay. Now you're, you're through high school. You've gotten through your senior year. You're, you're coming to Arkansas. You've got, you're, you're about to run on this track team and you're hitting a very interesting time in the athletic world for a student. And all of a sudden these NILs are coming in. Uh, I saw that you're with Rise Physical Therapy yes. is one of your NIL deals. Yes. Um, you could talk a little bit about that. But also, 
after after you talk about that, I want to talk a little bit about like how have you seen the sports like world change for the college student, and where do you see benefits, and maybe even a negative side. But I want to talk more about the benefits because I think this is a huge, great thing for Definitely. athletes. But just speaking of that, speaking of how you got connected with Rise, and then maybe even talk a little bit about the benefits that you're seeing for your fellow athletes yeah definitely um you know with rise pt um i've used them for years all throughout high school you know i had some issues with my um knees and and you know everything else a runner gets problems with but they definitely helped me all through that during high school and and anyone who's listening can go see rise pt i gotta shout them out but um great guys great work you know they can help you out with basically anything that you have a problem with but um you know with nil I, i wouldn't have the opportunity to see them you know, as often if it wasn't for NIL, so I'm definitely appreciative of that. Um, but NIL in general, you know, I, I'm a big fan, you know, not only as an athlete, but um, as an entrepreneur, you know, I've got a couple of businesses that I'm working on and, and that I have. Yeah. Um, so, you know, NIL is, is big for local businesses. I think, you know, not only the big companies that have a lot of money, but, you know, the smaller companies that are able to sponsor one or two athletes, you know, Absolutely. they can really benefit from that. So from the business side, it's great. From the athlete side, it really helps us, you know, depending on the business, you know, some of us are getting paid, you know, that's, that's big yeah. time. It really does help. And some guys so. need that. Some guys really do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you're also the student, you're, you're the vice president yes. of the student athletic advisory committee. Yes. Tell me a little bit about what that is. And then, um, tell me a little bit how you ended up in that position too. Yeah. Yeah. So SAC, it's called SAC student Athletic advisory committee. Um, the big thing is leadership. You know, we're there to, to lead all the student athletes. There's 400, I think and 65 student athletes total. We're kind of just the student body to, um, you know, if there's any problems that someone may have with some issue, whatever, you know, they can bring it to us. They can We can bring it to the staff and faculty. Um, you know, there's that. There's community engagement. We try and, you know, involve all student athletes in the community. Um, but as VP, you know, I wasn't necessarily striving for that position. Yeah. Um, with the old VP last semester, she actually transferred, so the position opened up. Um, and I'm one of the, there's two reps per team could be three, I think on some, but I'm one of the reps for track, of course. And, you know, the opportunity opened up, I kind of thought about it. I definitely like being on, on, you know, team or, or even, you know, leadership boards, I guess in a way. Yeah. Um, so I definitely just enjoy that. I did some of that in high school, but I applied for it. I think there were a few others that applied as well, but, um, everyone kind of voted and, and I got to be the new VP. So awesome. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So now you're the vice president of this organization you're helping other student athletes out you to me it seems like you're you're in a position where i heard this a lot uh over this past summer it's like see a need fill a need so you've you've definitely done a lot of that so kudos to you that's impressive to be able to (laughs) do that but you're also on probably the what i would say the most successful track team in american sports um just like the history of it, how mm-hmm. long, what is it, 47 championships now? 47 total, yeah. So what is it like being on that track team? What are the expectations on that track team? And how do you guys continue to win championship after championship? Yeah, you know, it, it's a heck of a program, you know, all these years of, of the success we've had, 47 championships, like you said. Um, you know, it, it does have a mental side to it. Like you think, you know, this is the Alabama of football in yeah. a way, you know, this is the, the team that you want to be on. Yeah. Um, so there's a mental side, like, Hey, you know, it's tough. I gotta, I gotta execute like the coaches want and, and what they expect us to do. So, um, that's definitely tough, but you know, having the guys on the team, there's a great community, great culture on the team. You know, we all support each other. So just having that, 
having the the facility we just got we just got a brand new one it's fantastic yeah i love having that thing yeah talk a little bit about the facility real quick too i'm yeah. so, sorry to interrupt no no you're good it's uh for anybody listening it is uh it's pretty top notch there's not there's nothing lo- quite like it in the sec right now yeah no it, it's it's definitely one of the top new ones up there um it's right just connected to our outdoor we got new locker rooms big new weight room that's fantastic yeah really all all razorback red in there razorback gray all that stuff um but just the facility you know we used to share with another sport on campus and and you know having something that's our own in the in the success we brought like we just talked about you yeah. know it's it's much needed and we all really really appreciate it yeah so. you guys definitely deserve it uh it was time for you guys to get it uh, was <laughs> it was you yeah guys, you guys get your own room to do what you need and you've also you've also been with tons of athletes mm-hmm. like olympic athletes not just like college yeah. athletes like you've seen uh runners after runners that you'll turn on the tv in the tokyo olympics mm-hmm. and they'll be running so exactly. what is it like i guess running with the best of the best it, it's challenging you know you you think and get in your mind like hey i might not be as good as these guys because you know they're in the olympics yeah you know, they're, they're national champions mm-hmm. you know but the fact of having them there it really does push you because you know being a razorback you see yourself eventually becoming a national champion or an Olympian because so many people do yeah. on the track team from here. So it's just, I think it's everyone's goal, you know, to, to make it to that level. So is your goal the Olympics? It is, you know, if, if I get to, you know, my last year here and I'm not doing as good as I want to be, I might, you know, move on, but it's definitely still on my mind right now. And I, I think it's possible. So yeah, we'll see. I like that. I like the, the guys that I've had that have done uh college sports so far, the uh, specifically the football players. Like I was asking like, NFL and they're like you have to you have to think of that next level when you're competing at this level mm-hmm, um so Olympics would be sick but what's uh what's what's Ethan's plan after college running you're old you know 30 I guess 35 is yeah. old for a runner yeah. what, what's the plan after that you know I, I'm hoping to have a couple of businesses I'm studying entrepreneurship gonna start my grad school um, here pretty soon as well um so hoping to have a couple of businesses you know running something local, running something online, whatever it may be. But, you know, back to the NIL, I'm hoping to hopefully help student athletes, you know, here on campus with through that. So Awesome. So you're you're wanting to provide I guess we I guess the best way to say it is like a uh an area where a kid comes, he's like, I don't I got no idea what I'm doing, man. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just guide him through that process. Definitely. That's sweet. So we've talked about track, we've talked about we've talked about your childhood, we've talked about NILs I want to talk a little bit about why you do what you do. Why, what, what makes you click? What makes your gears turn? Because, um, everybody, everybody has something that does it for them. If it's family, it can be, uh, it can be like something a coach said to them when they were a kid. Like what makes you, what makes those gears turn and makes you want to be able to wake up at those early morning workouts or running into those Olympic athletes. Like what is it that makes you click? You know, first and foremost, I would definitely say, um, you know, without God, I would not be where I am. You know, I'm super blessed to have the abilities and just to be on this team. Um, and, and along with that, you know, with track, you can't get a um, an offer. Or they, the coach can't even talk to you until after your junior year. So, you know, beforehand, it's tough. you got to have that confidence to, to, you know, drive and keep going. Um, but that senior year, you know, um, you know, I just trusted God and, and you know, hoped that I could make it to D1. Yeah. I was definitely, you know, had some options of other schools, but I definitely want to come here, you know, ever since a kid. But, yeah. um, you know, waking up every morning on our morning runs, you know, it's really just the drive of, um, 
you know, executing for my team because I know every, everybody plays a part. It is a team sport, but it really, yeah. it really is on you. So absolutely, definitely. So what made you pick the 800 meter? Because I'm gonna be <laughs> honest, like me and my dad always said, we were like, all right, the 400 meters a little long for us, like 100, yeah. 200. That's that's our yeah. sweet spot. Before I mean 400 and then 800. Yeah. Like <laughs> why why pick the 800? I, I mean, I think it really just chose me. I, I, you know, if I could if I could be a sprinter, I'd do it right now for yeah. sure. But um, you know, I've I've been blessed with the ability to to run a little longer, run a little have more a little more endurance mm-hmm. with that so you know 800 is a tough race you got to have the speed kind of like a four guy you got to have the endurance kind of like a mile guy so it's kind of like a two-in-one kind of thing absolutely um so it's it's pretty concentrated on the guys that that run it and, and pick it so so um, is the 800 meter your race yes okay yeah. that's it definitely that's what you're doing yeah is there is it your favorite one too it, it probably is you know that indoor outdoor it's great um four by four is always fun because that's yeah. kind of the, the team aspect it's fun absolutely. to be on a team like that but yeah, just the open eight. You know, you got you got time to make a move if something doesn't go right in the beginning, and you know, just just run your race. That's all what it's about. So, is there any advice that you've been given when you've ran track that you're like, oh, like okay, because like I I if I can recall, I've had one guy. He said like, man, my dad told me this, my coach told me this. Like, what's that? What's that piece of advice that you kind of clung to, and you've been like, that was it. Can even be from anywhere else outside of track, but just like a. Uh, small bit of advice that you're just like, I'm going to hold on to that yeah. and use that in my life. The one, one thing is confidence. You know, that's the biggest thing in track. It's such a mental sport. You know, like you said earlier, um, you know, just having that confidence in the eight, you know, if, if you go in there thinking, Oh, I'm not going to do good. You're, you're probably not, you know, yeah. you could do good, but you really just got the confidence to say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to kick it. I'm going to run so good. You yeah. just got to do it. So when you had the guys of the right and left of you, like I can't imagine, like I, I remember I didn't run track for long. <laughs> I was, I was always focused on football, yeah. but like, I can remember my heart beating mm-hmm. and like, definitely like you have to like almost tunnel vision on your little part of the track. Definitely. Um, what, like, what are your thoughts when you're getting ready? You're, you're getting set. Like, what are your thoughts right before you're going? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I kind of relate to this last race last weekend. Um, you know, beforehand you do your warm up, all that stuff. You know, this last one, I was pretty nervous. Um, you know, and you always have some nerves. It's always good to have a little bit of nerves. That's not a bad thing, but, um, you know, doing your last little warm up, standing in line before the race, you know, you you do have those nerves coming and, and you think, all right, this is time, you know, it's tough. But once you get up to that line, once they say like on your mark and you kind of, you know, get on your stance, like you're really just dialed in. Like I'm, I'm focused right on the track and once my gun goes off, I don't hear nothing else. Yeah. Can't hear nobody cheering. Can't hear nothing. That's so. awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love hearing that from yeah. like athletes. It's just like nothing matters. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in my world Definitely. and, uh, you kind of feel a sense of like peace when mm-hmm. you're doing it too. Yeah. I don't. I I know. Like in practice, it's one thing, but like, I don't know. I remember being on the football field and just like, like this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like right now, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Definitely. So, um, that's just such an awesome like moment to have as an athlete. You also said something on Instagram. I was looking through your Instagram <laughs> today. Um, you posted earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. You're wearing your new track suits. We did. Yeah, we got some new uniforms this year, and they're yeah. they're sick. Okay, I love running. They look pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you had a guy comment on there, and he called him Maple. Yeah. Is it because <laughs> he's is it because he's Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. Okay. Yeah. We we just started a group on Instagram called Mid Dizzle. So go look all that up. Go shout it out. But okay. Um, we kind of got our new nicknames. Mine was mine was Heartbeat Sensors because I, I always wear some knee bands. So oh, okay. they call those heartbeat sensors. That's really. awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so what's it called again? Mid Dizzle. Mid Dizzle. Okay, yeah. everyone go check them out on Instagram. Yeah. You need to check <laughs> it out. Uh, let's also talk a little bit about um, how like how does how does a track runner 
like get in the position he is today other than just like the confidence and the waiting like Mm -hmm. like is it do you attribute it to your work ethic do you attribute it to your faith do you attribute it to um luck like i know some guys like i just ended up in this position but like what do you attribute all of that to you know i would would say it's kind of a combination of all three you know you got to have that work ethic and track especially you know you got you got to just work work hard at practice you know you might think oh this is terrible you know, I, I like to say this. I don't want to say it on here, but I might. But yeah, track track is every other sports conditioning. Yeah, you know, no, I would, it, it I would is. Say that. It is. I like no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, it's tough. Like it, it's a tough sport. So you gotta yeah. have that work ethic for sure. For me personally, faith was a big part of it. You know, just trusting God in His process. You know, yeah, I'm here today, and I can't couldn't be here without Him. So mm-hmm. it's a big thing. And then um, lastly, like you said, luck. There is some luck. You know, it could have been a college recruiter at the race that you're at. And you ran really best awesome. Race. You know, yeah. best race exactly. There could be some luck. So all those three. Okay. Um, let's also talk about one thing that I'm curious about. As just a normal student at Arkansas, what's up with like, you guys get the backpacks. I know. <laughs> yeah. Are you told like, hey, wear your backpack no, to class or does no. everyone just do it? Everyone just kind of does it. You know, okay. there, there is some clout being an athlete. Yeah. It, no, it's, it's fun. But yeah. now nah, everyone kind of just wears the gear almost yeah. every day. The backpacks so. are sick. Yeah. I, I respect my the backpacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's the community like? Um, you guys have the Jones Center here at Arkansas. What is that community like between other sports? Is it more like you stay with your own sport? What is, what does that look like? You know, it it kind of depends on the athlete. You know, there are some people who kind of you know spread out and and meet other people from other sports, which is great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you do have the people who stay within their sport. But either way, you know, everyone kind of respects everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a pretty good community in the in the Jones Center that people eating together, you know, all the time. So. Yeah. Um, I also want to shout out the women's track team. Yeah. They're, uh, they're yeah. also really, really good at track. Really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once again, like the Alabama of, mm-hmm. uh, track here at Arkansas. For sure. Uh, what do you see, like, what did those ladies go through? What do you see their work ethic? Cause I know, I mean, you guys are going to manage to work alongside of each mm-hmm. other a lot of the time. Like, how do you see their work ethic and how do they get the results that they have? You know, I, I have a ton of respect for the women's team. They're fantastic. They work hard. You know, I, I could say they almost work harder than us. Yeah. More, you know, they, they train hard. They have some great coaches over at on the women's side over there. And, yeah. You know, they they all just execute every race. They're ranked number one right now on the women's side. Yeah. Um, I think the the men's rankings come out later today as well. So we'll see about. Okay, we we'll hold on on those, and I'll make I'll all make right. sure to say something at the all end, right. whatever those <laughs> rankings are. Uh, so, how is it being? I always get asked this because I'm from Fayetteville. You're from Harbor. You're like right. You're right down the street, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, how is it, and I know it's weird because I, I never know to respond to this, how is it being a Northwest Arkansas kid who grew up loving the Hogs and now you're on that team? So, like, what is what is that like? Is it, I mean, you don't know anything else, but, mm-hmm. like, just speak a little bit into, like, the passion that you have for this school, obviously, because mm-hmm. growing up around here, what is that like getting to be a Hog when you wanted to see yourself in one of those uniforms as a kid? Definitely, yeah. You know, um, the passion the state has for Arkansas is fantastic. Yeah football basketball baseball you know really every sport yeah like it's fantastic and i've i always strive to be a razorback you know i wasn't sure if it was going to be football or whatever it may mm-hmm. have been but um you know being able to wear that hog on race days and, and just practicing here it, yeah. it's fantastic like yeah. i love love being a razorback yeah for sure um well i mean being a, i don't think there's anything I'm saying this. I haven't said this on the podcast. I don't think there's anything better than being a Razorback no, fan. I agree. So I, agree. I I love getting to watch. Uh, honestly, every sport you got. I mean, I get the track team gets to come out every like every year at football. This is like a tradition now because you guys always win championships. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, everybody, we're gonna call the Hogs with the track team because you know they're ballers. And it's like, okay, yeah. here we go again. But uh, you are now what junior year. Mm-hmm. So describe 
to the freshman. He's coming into college. He's about to run track wherever he is or mm-hmm. do any sport. Uh, what is like the key to being able to get through that freshman year? Cause for me, my freshman year, like I, I would speak into like having almost like an identity crisis being like, Oh, mm-hmm. what is life right now? Because like, this is so different than what everyday life has been. So what do you think that key is for that student athlete? That's like trying to get his just like grasp of reality mm-hmm. back. Yeah. You know, I, I would definitely say there are so many factors, you know, coming in as a freshman, you know, you're, you might be away from home in a dorm, you know, wherever it may be. There's so many factors as a, as a student and even a student athlete that um, change for you. So you really need to set your priorities, right? You know, yeah. if you're on a sport, you really need to focus on that sport. I'm not saying do it, not do other things, but mm-hmm. you really got to keep your identity in that. Um, and, you know, find your community in your sport, you know, on, on campus, your friends, whoever it may be, just, just yeah. find, find some people to be with. You don't want to be alone um, freshman year. So reach out, talk to people and work hard. What do you say to the high school athlete that's, He's in a sophomore year, and and we talked about this a little bit before we started this. But what do you say to him? He's like, Ethan, I'm not getting any offers. Mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm running as fast as I can. I'm setting state records, and he's like, and I don't, and nobody's showing me any love. Like, what do you say to him? Yeah, you know, you keep going. That's really all there is. Like, you got to keep yeah. going. You know, you wait till that senior year. Wait till you're you're almost at your prime. You know, that's like that's the thing about track. You're not on your prime until you're about 26. Yeah. There's so much time for improvement, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. So when you're a sophomore and you're running, you know, for instance, in the 800, you're running 2 something, mm. like don't don't be discouraged. Don't be down. Like senior year comes around, you're going to be a little stronger, a little more powerful. Yeah. You just got to trust it. And you trust just keep process. building and building, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing about track to me is like it, there, it seems to the peak of track seems to hit like at that 25, 26 mm. year old yep. age, which is so, it's so different than other sports because everyone kind of looks at that 20, 21 year old. They're like, he's going into his senior year. He's going to be that guy. Mm. But in reality, they have so much time left to Definitely. be at their best. Uh, do you think you're at your best yet? I really don't. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got so much time left of eligibility, you know, with COVID and mm-hmm. I redshirted my freshman year. And then that's not, that's not bad either. If coach says a redshirt, if you think you're a redshirt, like don't, don't be discouraged by that. Absolutely. Um, but I, I definitely don't think I'm at my prime. I've got a lot more coming for sure. Awesome. Okay. We'll leave it off on this note. What What do you want to tell the people? What do you want to tell? This is your microphone. You have your moment. Uh, speak a little life into somebody right here. Like what, what do you want to tell everybody before we end this thing? Yeah. You know, I have a quote that I like to think of sometimes. It's shoot for the stars even if you don't land, you know, on the moon. You're you're up in the stars. Yeah, that might be the quote exactly. Might not be, but okay. you know, <laughs> um, you know, if, if you do just, uh, aim high, you're gonna land up there somewhere. Yeah, so. awesome. Okay, well, this has been Ethan Carney. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the I show, it, Ethan. Where can the people find you if you have like nils, anything like that? Where can the people find you? Yeah, Ethan J. Ethan J. Carney on Instagram. Okay, got it all there. Getting his DMs. Make sure to DM if you got any of. Uh, any of those things going on, but this has been Ethan. Ethan, thanks for being here today. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we appreciate having you. Hopefully, we can have you on again. Uh, this has been Off the Edge with Jay Beasley and Ethan Carney today. So you guys have a blessed Wednesday. We'll see you Friday. Thanks for listening to this week's special guest, Ethan Carney, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed 
that interview. By the way, Arkansas Track is ranked number eight. The rankings did officially come out. And yeah, there's the show for you guys. If you need to find any of our socials, you can find us on Instagram at OTE underscore pod. You can find us on TikTok under that same name. You can find us online on a website. I know we have a website at OTEpod.com. Should take you right there. And that's the show. So thank you guys for joining so much. We'll be back on Friday with just a regular Friday show. And this has been Off the Edge with Jay Beasley. Y'all have a blessed week.